today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Tomorrow, as you know, is Remembrance Day and a, a very different kind of Remembrance Day because of the uh, pandemic, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and, uh, well, kind of disheartening. I mean, uh, we traditionally, of course, in CHML, uh, broadcast from Gore Park right downtown to the Cenotaph. Uh, I, for 13 years, 14 years, I think I've been doing that. And, and my good friend Roy Green many years before that. And uh, we won't be doing that this year. There'll be, uh, there, well, there won't be any live services. It'll all be done virtually, of course, because of what's going on with COVID-19. And uh, that's happening in other places as well. The gatherings that we would have at Cenotaphs uh, right across uh, the country uh, have been limited now because of what's going on. And that's all understandable. But uh, it also creates some other problems with the, the, the Royal Canadian Legion uh, because the sale of poppies, of course, was always a major fundraiser for them. And, uh, well, it's different this year because of what's going on. Uh, Nujima Bond is the manager of communications for the Royal Canadian Legion, says, well, they still have the traditional poppy boxes available. We have a lot of very supportive partners across the country, more than 30, and I'm talking about large retailers and, and places where we can still place 25,000 traditional poppy boxes, Scott. So we're hopeful that Canadians will still find their way to a poppy box and be able to make a donation and receive a poppy. But is that going to be enough? Uh, there's some real concerns about that, simply because a lot of us aren't going to stores as much as we used to because of the pandemic. Joining us to talk about this and uh, what's going forward here for tomorrow is uh, John Sluggett. John is the service officer and veteran and past president of the Victory Legion Branch 317 in London. He's worked on the Poppy campaign. John, thank you so much for jumping on board with us. I really appreciate the time today. No problem, no problem. Just very, very busy time, actually. It sure is. It sure is. And, and a different time, isn't it? I mean, I understand that in normal circumstances, this would be a crazy busy day as you'd be putting the final arrangements on the ceremonies at the Cenotaph, but uh, it's it's going to be different this year, isn't it? Yes, it is. And a uh, couple of things that is are going on in London anyway, uh, we'll be laying some wreaths this afternoon at the Cenotaph. Um we have it all scheduled through the city and uh, whatnot, but as of tomorrow, it's going to be totally virtual. Uh, we have authority to have a hundred people at the cenotaph, and due to numbers and current circumstances, that has been cut down to twenty-five. So it's a very limited uh, show at the cenotaph tomorrow. How do you feel about that? This is—I understand it's—it's it's the way it has to be because of the pandemic, uh, but it's just not going to be the same, is it? No, I am. I've—I've I've been involved in the Remembrance Day ceremony since I've been 16 when I joined the militia, and then went Reg Force after that. Um, my dad was served. My brother served. My brother-in-law. And we've always been involved in the Remembrance Day, so it's definitely going to be different getting up tomorrow morning and kind of sitting at home in front of the TV. I've never done that before. <laughs> it's it's going to be different for me, too, as I say, because we usually broadcast from uh, Gore Park right in the middle of downtown Hamilton at the Cenotaph there. And i got to tell you, John, in the, in the 14 years, I guess it was, that I've been doing that now, uh, it, it would it just it was incredible to see uh, just see people everywhere uh and and you know we'd start off there we would start we go on there at nine o'clock and not too many people there by nine but by 10 it gets a little busy by a little yep. and you get towards 11 o'clock and all you can see is people all through that i mean they've got the roads blocked off there are people there uh and we always wondered and i know we've had that discussion for years now with a number of the veterans you know are people still going to remember we you know we promise that every year at remembrance day 
but we've noticed in the last number of years, John, the crowds are actually getting larger. Yeah, um, that's true, and 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 I'm not sure because the veteran population, those that served in the war, but we got to remember that we have a lot of Afghan vets and yep. whatnot, and we have a lot of militia guys that are kind of coming back now and 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 getting involved in in helping the the We Remember program. Well, sure, and and you know they're they're carrying the torch, I think, for everybody else. And and you're right. I mean, we've lost some incredible veterans that were always staples on our program every year, uh, year in and year out. Uh, you know, guys like uh, Fred Engelbrecht and uh, and Jack McFarland, uh, uh, both of them Dieppe survivors, and uh, they always had some incredible stories to tell about that. And uh, they have sadly left us. But uh, as you say, there are others uh, who have served since then who have uh, decided to want to make a lot of this. And I think you know another element of this, John. I think we're more aware now of the sacrifices and 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 the the, the dedication of people in the military. I, I I don't know that we ever took it for granted, but we're hearing those stories now, and we know about the impact that uh, that that wearing the uniform can have, and and uh, and I think we appreciate it more than maybe we ever have. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. I, I think the schools are doing a a good job of of at least bringing. Some of that forward, they can't bring it all because, you know, it's pretty devastating at times. Mm-hmm. But they bring some of the good stories forward, and I think that's really, really helping out. Let's talk a little bit about the poppy itself. And, and I've talked about this on our program a couple of times already in this week. Uh, I'm concerned about that. I, You know, the, the tradition was every time I go to the grocery store, go to the, the, the pharmacy, whatever it was, there would usually be uh, somebody from the Legion there, and they'd have the little thing set up there. And uh, even if I, I didn't have a poppy, I mean, you'd, you'd still make a donation. At least I, every, just about everybody I saw would do that. Uh, but the traffic in those stores is not as big as it used to be. A lot of people aren't traveling. And, of course, uh, the members of the Legion, at least in this area anyway, are, are not there. There's there's nobody there. Uh, it's uh, it's I know it's different, but, boy, it's... It, the tradition there is is missing, and and that's really sad. Yeah, and it, and it's going to, I think, and I hope not, but I, I really believe that f- the financial impact is going to really affect. Like as a service officer, I'm the one that interdu- interviews all the veterans, the ones in need, and all that, and I'm the one that basically spends a lot of the poppy fund money in supporting our veterans and if it's just not there it's going to have a huge impact the last thing you want to do is have to say i can't help you we don't have enough money that's it and the and that's my last that's my concern and and i know that i know that the legion is trying uh to to do business as usual and and you know they've got the all the boxes i always saw in past years are still where they are I, I just don't know, and I guess nobody at this stage knows what the donations are like at this stage. We won't know that for a little while yet. No. But that's the concern I've got, is that this could have a serious impact on the great work that you guys at the Legion do with that money. Yeah, it could. Uh, I'm hoping not, but uh, we are getting, um, like yesterday, we had a company call us, and they made a $2,500 donation to to our poppy fund, like, we never had that in past years, but it's it's one of the ways that the corporations are helping. And, and you're going to need more of that, and, and, and that's why we wanted to bring you on today to talk about this, to create that awareness. That uh, And I know everybody's stressed out financially and, and emotionally and everything because of the pandemic. 
but we really do need people in the community to step up and, and, and make sure that the Legion is going to be whole through this whole thing and there's going to be enough money for this. Uh, maybe you could talk to us a little bit, John, about, about some of the work that you do and some of the funding that goes on. I mean, these are uh, people that have served their country and, and done such great work for many, many years. Uh, and uh, sometimes you fall on hard times. Sometimes you need a helping hand to get up, and the Legion has always been some th an organization that looks after their own, but uh, it, you can only, as you mentioned, go so far as the money that's available. This is true, and uh, hopefully uh, it won't impact us, but I really, I, I really don't know. I mean, um, I do a lot of work, too, in the London area with the homeless, and you know, getting a hearing a veteran on the streets is just just tore my heart out. Uh, I just didn't believe there could be that many, and now we're you know we're upwards of numbers, and and we're getting them housed. But no veteran should be on the street, you know. And and if if we don't have the funds, we're going to uh, have to do other try other means, I guess. But. And those are the tragic stories, and we've heard some of those as well. We've talked with some of the people that have returned. You mentioned from Afghanistan or some of the other uh, theaters uh, over, over the years. Uh, some I can remember even going back to the, the Bosnia enterprise. Uh, and, and they fall on hard times. I think we know a lot more about PTSD than we ever did. We know the impact it can have, uh, a devastating impact that it can have. It can ruin lives. It uh, puts people on the edge sometimes. Uh, people have lost families, they've lost careers, uh, and, and lost hope, which is maybe the worst thing of all in situations like that. And if it weren't for groups like the Legion and others that are, they're there for them, uh, you'd hate to think what's going to happen. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> uh, you just do. You, you know, right now we're in good shape, but, you know, who knows how this year is going to turn out. Well, and I know you've <laughs> you've talked about this. We've all had these problems, and, and I know that there are supposed to be government agencies that look after this. Uh, and sadly, they've been in the news far too often over the last number of years for all the wrong reasons, because uh, funding for certain programs doesn't materialize the way that they had promised it would, and uh, there are people who fall through the cracks. And uh, uh, thank God there are people like yourself and other advocates. Uh, Michael Blaze is a good friend of ours, of course, who's been a great advocate for veterans over the years. Uh, to be a voice uh, for them, to make sure that those assistance uh, programs are going to be there for them. And, and uh, you know, we can only hope the government's going to step up and, and, and partake in those and make sure that everybody gets looked after. Uh, but at the same time, the community has a role to play here too, don't they? And we can do that through the donations to the Poppy Fund. Yes. Yeah. Um, they really stepped up when we did our bottle drive and, and whatnot. So we're hoping that the community will step up again, and they always have in the past, so we're, we're pretty positive about where we might end up with this. So this is this is the, the key element here, to make sure that people understand this and, and, uh, and, and don't lose the momentum that's going on here. Like you say, it's going to be virtual. I'll be watching it on TV tomorrow, too, instead of being down there. Uh, and it, it's going to be kind of different. I mean, even, you know, the 14 years before that, I was nine years on city council in Hamilton, so I was going there. I mean, you're right. I mean, we've always been there at, at the Cenotaph, uh, yeah. for one reason or another to make sure. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a different feeling now, uh, to know that we won't be doing that. But, uh, I, I like to think of it this year. This is just a one year, uh, blip. And, and hopefully by next year, we're going to be back to normal and, uh, we can carry on with the, the, the traditions and, and the, the way that we really want to honor these veterans. 
true. And uh, and hopefully you're right that this is just a blip in the clouds, as they say, and we, we should be back to some normal, whatever normal will be in a year from now. So what uh, you mentioned that the ceremony is going to be happening uh, later today. Uh, now, this is not open to the public. We want to make people aware of that simply be for health reasons. Yeah, it, and it's not a ceremony. It's just anybody that normally would lay a wreath tomorrow, they can book a time through the city and go and lay a wreath this afternoon. Okay. And uh, and then tomorrow, it's uh, everybody stay home and just watch it virtually and, and, exactly. uh, and make sure they pay your respects to this, too. And, of course, we're going to be covering that. We'll have the coverage uh, from Global News, and uh, I'm sure on television, I guess just about everybody's going to have some sort of a ceremony. Invariably, there's always the big one, of course, from the Cenotaph uh, in Ottawa. Uh, yeah. And uh, that's something, of course, that, that everybody would want to attend. Uh, and uh, so we'll be watching that and watching what's going on. Uh, the work that you do and with the Legion, and, and I know that specifically in your particular case, John, because you're uh, very closely tied with the people that need help in this community, uh, for veterans who may be in that situation um, and, and think, you know, I'm, let's face it, you know, there's there's pride, there's a number of other issues that come in here, and sometimes uh, it's it's hard to get people to reach out and say, look, I need some help. Uh, how can they do that? How can they get a hold of, of, of for instance, the Legion, to say, look, maybe I, maybe I need a hand up here? They can call any branch of the Legion. Um, there is a service officer in every branch. Um, there are four in London area, and there's one in Hamilton, Woodstock. We're in almost every small community. So, and in every branch, there is a service officer who will take uh, your application and process it, regardless of the need. And because uh, I want people to know that. Uh you know, that, that there's somebody going to be there for them. Like I say, the worst thing that can happen is if some people lose hope. And uh, it can get lonely sometimes. It can get very, very difficult for people to handle some of this stuff. And uh, it's the least we as a community can do for people that have given so much to their country. Yes, and they can also call our provincial office on Wellington Road, uh, Provincial Services. They have uh, an office here in the London area. You can call there. You can call Ontario Command. Any legion outlet will take your call and make sure it gets handled in an appropriate manner well i hope people take us up on that and uh, and i hope that uh, those who need help are reaching out for it because the the work that you guys do is just incredible uh on a daily basis and uh, those are stories that don't often get told but i know you know many of them and there are a number of grateful people, I'm sure, that are listening right now and saying, yeah, they were, they were there for me and continue to be. But, it's, again, I just want to finish off as we finish our conversation. Uh, that support's only as strong as, as we in the public make it, I mean, through our donations. So, I mean, if you've bought a poppy already, uh, buy another one. Uh, make another donation and, and, and try to keep this great program alive. For sure, for sure, because every nickel that is donated stays within the region, and it's 100% of that goes back to helping the veteran. Nobody is a paid employee at the Legion except our bar staff. So, in other words, all the people involved in the Poppy campaign, myself, all the service officers, it's all volunteer work. So every nickel of your donation will, get, will help a veteran in the future. 
John, thanks so much for the time today, and uh, and thank you uh, for the great work that you and your organization do uh, for for veterans. And uh, here's hoping that uh, that uh, the people in the greater community will step up as they have in the past and uh, keep this great program going. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Uh, stay well, and uh, we'll talk again soon, John. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Take care. John Sluggett, of course, uh, past president of the Victory Legion Branch 317 in London. Uh, and as we say, it's uh, going to be a different kind of Remembrance Day, but uh, we still have a role to play, you and I as citizens, to make sure that the Legion uh, is able to support these programs. So, you know, make your donation uh, with the poppy box. Uh, I, I know that even, you know, if you don't go into the donut shop as much as you used to. You're going through the drive through uh, but make an effort to find one or two of those boxes in the next little while and make a donation, okay? Because you know, as John mentioned, every nickel of your donation goes to help veterans. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.